Today's podcast episode is brought to you by our very own annual She Did It Her Way Summit. You guys, this year we are going completely virtual, which makes me so excited because I know some of you who are across the pond, across other parts of the world, have always expressed to me that you've wanted to come in person, but for whatever reason you couldn't make it. And now we all get to hang out together because it is virtual this year. And I'm excited to share with you that we're going to be kicking off Friday, October 23rd and going all day on Saturday, October 24th. This year we are unpacking some of the most important topics and key things that you need to know and learn before making your ultimate leap from understanding exactly who your customer is, how to put together a financial plan, and how to do sales and marketing along with other topics. You guys, I'm so excited to learn more and check out this year's She Did It Her Way Summit. You can head on over to summit.com. Again, it's summit.com. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hello, hello, my She Did It Her Way listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. I hope you are having an amazing day. I think if 2020 has taught me or us anything, it's that anything is literally possible, and that means making your ultimate leap, that you can unleash and unlock your true potential and power anytime you want to, and anything is absolutely possible. Now, for today, if you've been listening to the She Did a Her Way podcast for some time, then you know that I'm all about building your business and validating it while working full-time, gaining clients, proving the model, proving whatever it is that you want to do, whether you're building a product-based business, whether you're coaching, whether you are doing website design, virtual assistant services, being an operation business manager, you name it, I strongly advise against quitting and then figuring it out. I am all about let's take what we have, the time and energy that we have, even if it's only a few hours a week, to really get clear on what it is that you want to do, who you want to help, and make some money while working full time. Well, it sometimes making the leap and then figuring out, it does prove to be successful in some cases, but I would say majority of the time of what I witnessed and over the hundreds of conversations that I've had with business owners is that it tends not to go well. Because when you go from having, let's say, one to two hours a day to work on your business because you're working a full-time job, it really forces you to create laser focus and it really forces you to get better at time management, energy management, and understanding what are the key priorities that must happen and you must accomplish in your business to move it forward. Plus, when you make the ultimate leap and you go from having only those few hours to a ton of time on your hand, your brain may potentially freak out because now it goes from, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, and kind of feeling this sense and this pressure, and maybe potentially it's really good pressure, um, to then having all the time in the world to figure out and do all the things. So it's potential that you might expand. And if you don't have a plan for how you're going to spend your time and energy, you will find yourself potentially being in a state of 
feeling a little bit lost and a little bit torn of, okay, I got to make money, but I still need to figure out who I'm working with. And so that's why I always recommend to be in your full-time job and to figure out while you're working full-time, you have that income to be able to understand what it is that you want to do, who you want to work with and make some money, validate your business idea as well. Okay. So here's what today on the podcast I'm going to dive into is talking about how to manage your energy and some time while working a full-time job and building your business on the side. Because if you can learn um, these time management and more importantly, energy energy management principles while you're working your full-time job, then it's going to help you set up, set you up for even greater success when managing your calendar and energy when you go full-time. So today I'm diving in to how time and energy are different and what is energy fuel and why energy can be more important than time and sharing with you some things that could zap your energy and how to protect yourself. And the last bit is how to change your thoughts to change your energy. So let's go ahead and dive into time and energy and how they are two very different things. You can spend an hour doing something you love and feel energized afterwards And you can also spend half the amount of time, 30 minutes, doing something that you don't love and that doesn't feel expansive and actually drains your energy. And the way that you feel after doing those two different tasks trickle down into how you spend the rest of your day. So the first one, you could spend 60 minutes doing something that you love that gives you energy. And even though you're spending more time, you're also doing something that gives you more energy versus spending half the amount of time, 30 minutes, doing something that drains you and that actually kind of zaps your energy and productivity the rest of the day. This is why people choose to outsource outsource things in their life and business. For example, If you find that you don't love to cook, you may decide to sign up for a meal delivery service. My husband, before we met, he would eat every single meal out. And I thought that was ludicrous. I was like, wait a second, you don't even eat breakfast at home and you don't eat lunch and you don't eat dinner. And at first I was hardcore judging him. And then he explained to me that if he eats all of his meals out, then he is not on the hook for having to clean dishes, to figure out what to grocery shop for, to figure out like what he's going to eat, all of that stuff. He just knows that when he's at the office, he goes in, he gets a Starbucks for breakfast. And then at lunch, he goes across the street, gets a sandwich. And then for dinner, he usually eats a sandwich. So it's pretty routine, which I understand now and makes sense. And if you're wondering, He still eats breakfast and lunch out, but he eats dinner at home most of the time because I love to cook. And so he benefits from that, right? He's kind of outsourced that to me in some way. But this is just an example of how people, if you don't want to do something and it zaps your energy and it's more productive and more energy efficient for you to outsource it, you're going to do it. The same thing goes that if you don't like to clean and maybe it causes arguments between you and your spouse, you may opt in to invest in a cleaning service. This is exactly what happened between my husband and I. I actually enjoy organizing, not necessarily cleaning. And when it started to zap my energy, let alone it became a topic of discussion that would then sometimes find itself into disagreements, um, we actually decided to invest in a cleaning company and split the bill because it was worth it to not expend time and energy on disagreements and my time and energy on actually cleaning. In business, it may look like outsourcing podcast production to someone to free 
free up your time and energy. People and friends you hang out with can either give you energy or zap your energy. If you don't have the energy to do what you want and what needs to get done, then you're left depleted. It is important to become aware of what zaps your energy and what gives you energy so you can protect yourself. The whole purpose of this is I want to bring these examples up to you to become more aware and shift from focusing on time that it takes you to do something and shift your focus on what depletes your energy and what gives you energy. Why energy can be more important than time? Because if you have the energy but no time, you will ultimately find the time and make the time because you're inspired to do so. You have the energy. But if you have the time but no energy, that's when you feel stuck. You feel sluggish. You feel heavy. You feel resistance. And then you have zero inspiration to find the time or find the energy to do what you know you need to do. So let's talk about energy fuel. Energy fuel is the type of energy that fuels your actions. I believe that we can tap into an infinite reservoir of energy. And I also believe that we have to cultivate it and protect our energy in order to be able to have and cultivate the energy we need to get the things done that we want to get done and need to get done. Energy fuel is part how we physically feel in part influenced by the thoughts that we think. Energy can be caused by the thoughts that we think and energy fuel can be heavy. It can be light. It can be inspiring. It can feel exciting. It can be determined. It can be resistant. And if you assume that something, for example, is going to be long, hard, and strenuous, that will actually affect the energy that will fuel you into action or potentially no action at all. For example, If you are thinking of starting your email list because you are thinking, I know I need one, having an email list is super important. And if you start thinking that building your email list is going to be overwhelming and complicated, and then when it comes time to sit down to start building your email list, you may potentially resist it because in your mind, you've already made it out to be this overwhelming thing because of the thoughts that you're choosing to think. So therefore, the energy you're using as fuel is heavy resistance and draining. However, though, if you change the way you approach the situation and view starting your email list as something exciting, something experimental, you're going to channel fuel that is more inspiring, that is more light versus that heaviness. If you find yourself in a full-time job thinking, oh, I have to pump out a month's worth of Instagram posts tonight, and I'm not sure how I'm going to get it done And I also need to get 50 more people in my Facebook group, right? It's coming from this energy place of feeling heavy, feeling rushed, feeling like there's not enough time, feeling depleted before you even start versus if you think, okay, tonight I need to create 12 captions for Instagram and I can't wait to share my knowledge and test it out and see what happens. I also want to connect with 50 people who I know I can help and serve and start conversations with them. That simple transition of what you thought prior to just changing it and tweaking it a little bit can be the difference between heavy and light. It can be the difference between expansive and not expansive and constrictive, right? And it can be the difference between making you feel depleted versus actually inspiring you to take action. You need to find the reason and inspiration to give yourself 
to either get out of bed in the morning before your full-time job or to be disciplined to put in the hours after work. You need the right fuel for your actions and the right energy that is going to help inspire you to take that action. So let's talk about what can zap your energy. This is extremely, extremely important. Again, if we're taking the focus off of time and we're going to start paying attention to what gives us energy and what zaps our energy. There are many things that can zap your energy. Here is the short list. So one, your thoughts, specifically ones that don't serve you, like ones that may tell you that the ones that question your ability to have anything you want. If you want to achieve and quit your job, it's the thought that says, yeah, but can you really do it? Are you sure? It's the thought that questions your actions and creates uncertainty. It's the thought that makes you second guess your worth. It's the ones that cause you to spin out into overwhelm. It's the ones that cause you to believe that you don't have enough time. It's the one that, it's the one, I mean, there's so many that I could go on. I'm just naming a few of the top ones, right? It's those thoughts that lead us to feel heavy and lethargic and to feel overwhelmed and to not be able to get into the action because we're so paralyzed by all the things that we're thinking. It's the thoughts that reinforce, again, the story that you never have enough time. Oh my gosh, I'm always rushing. I got to get this done. I got to da-da-da-da-da, right? It's what is that energy that is fueling your action? And if it's the energy of rushing, it's going to feel heavy. It's the things that can zap your energy is keeping a mental to-do list, which I highly recommend moving from a mental to-do list to brain dumping on a piece of paper to then building up the skill set to calendar. And this is it can also be known as mega batching or not mega batching, but calendar blocking. And this means throwing out your to-do list and putting everything on your calendar. So if you have to make a call to a friend or you have to make a call, let's say to the phone bill company, instead of putting it on a to-do list, I want you to actually open up your calendar, whether it's digital or paper, and physically write out when you're going to call the phone company. Because then you move it off your to-do list and you've already carved out the time to do it. So when the time comes, you just have to do it, right? Other things that zap your energy is resisting unwanted emotions and not actually surrendering to feel them. This is a whole other, this could be a whole separate podcast episode, but bottling and holding in emotions, that is energy that can be heavy and that can make you feel heavy and weighted down. If you're resisting on experiencing or feeling emotion, it can't actually pass through your energetic field. So it gets stuck and you carry that. So again, resisting unwanted emotions can make you feel heavy. Eating processed foods, sugar, alcohol, all of those can again impact your physical and like physiological energy and how your body uses it as fuel or doesn't use it as fuel. Negative people can zap your energy. Once you start recognizing how you feel after leaving a conversation with a group of people, it could be friends, it could be family, it could be watching a TV show, you start to realize how your energy, how you feel afterwards. And if being around certain people or having certain conversations deplete you, then you become aware of it and realize that maybe not hanging out with that group of people or family or whoever it is, is worth it because it zaps your energy. Again, speaking and thinking negatively of others. Again, we're human, so maybe your brain defaults to it, but then that also goes into working and practicing because, again, we're human, so we're going to practice, you know, shifting those thoughts. Being angry zaps your energy. 
being frustrated, right? Zaps your energy. And when you can start to think about when you're in moments of frustration, sometimes I still find one thing that's helped me is that if I'm frustrated or I'm angry, I really think about the trade-off. I go, is it worth it to me right now? Is it worth the amount of energy to be angry in this moment? And that's one of the ways, like a tool that I've used to practice to starting to let go of anger or frustration sooner than maybe holding on and festering it. Again, I'm human, so I still get angry and frustrated. I'm not here to say, oh, I'm never angry and frustrated because friends, yes, I'm human. So here we are. (laughs) And then another one, this is the last one, is context switching. So this looks like moving in and out of tasks and going from one task to the next versus batching, which I alluded to earlier. Batching is doing like things with like things. An example of this is I used to do podcast interviews every single day of the week, anytime during nine to five. And it was actually pretty draining, not the interview itself, but getting into the interview because I would have to open up all my tabs. I would have to prep. I would need to prepare myself and get in the zone to get into that interview. And I would do that five times a week because I would be doing an interview every single day where now I really really try to do them back to back to back to back so I can ride off the energy from the previous um, from the previous interview. Um, it looks like, okay, if you have bills to pay, um, instead of paying a bill one day on a Monday and paying another bill on a Wednesday and then running to the store on a Friday, can you designate Friday or some day of the week as a day where you do all of the house-like things so that you can just boom, 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 knock them out instead of being in and out of the process throughout the week, okay? So again, it's all about becoming aware, shifting the focus from time and putting it on, okay, what gives me energy? What actually zaps my energy? Now, one of the big things that I want to talk about, because I do find this a lot with clients and including myself as well, is that our thoughts really going back to Napoleon Hill and that our thoughts create an emotion that drives an action that produces a result that our life is, our physical world is a lagging indicator of the thoughts that we thought yesterday. And so if we're thinking thoughts that aren't supportive and zap our energy, it's hard to find the inspiration and motivation to take action. So what I want you to do is that next time you're getting ready to do something and you find yourself feeling that resistance and the heaviness, I want you to bring into awareness the thought that you are thinking and the energy that is associated with it. So for example, Let's say you want to start getting up 90 minutes earlier in the morning to work on your business. I know for a lot of you, you are thinking about starting a business. You have an idea. You're working a full-time job. You're thinking, how am I going to find the time and energy to be able to do this? Which we could dive into that question um, because that question presupposes the question of like, how am I going to find the time and energy presupposes that you don't have the time and energy. So I would also encourage you to change that question and say, when, where on my calendar do I want to find the time and energy to work on my business? Because that question, the where do I want to find the time that's on my calendar already presupposes that you do have the time and energy. So it's a slight shift in the questions that you ask, okay? But let's say you want to start getting up 90 minutes earlier in the morning to work on your business. You go to set the alarm for 5 a.m. instead of 6.30 a.m. I want you to be aware of the thoughts and energy around when you set your alarm. Are you dreading getting up in the morning or are you excited? right? When you go to set that alarm for 5 a.m., are you like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this? Or are you in a state of energy thinking, holy crap, 
I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to get work on my business. I'm so freaking excited. I can't wait to, you know, do this X amount of times a week. I can't wait for, you know, do this every single week, this amount of times to see where I'm at in a year. What's the energy intent and fuel behind the actions that you are putting out there and intentionally like showing up? So what is that energy behind it? And I want you to unpack it. Okay. Another example is let's say you've got four pieces of content to create and you're kind of feeling like you're pressed for time and thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to get this all done with working the full-time job. I don't know how I'm going to create these four blog posts. You've got a full-time job that is quite demanding right now. You want to catch yourself as soon as you can when you start to have that thought that causes you to feel heavy and uninspired. And it can also make you feel rushed. And if you're taking action from a place of rushness, it's always going to be this closed loop and never enough. Ask yourself, how can I change my thoughts? Maybe instead of thinking, I have no idea how I'm going to get this all done with work. You can shift that thought to, I'm so excited to create these four pieces of content. And because I'm so excited, I know that it's not going to take me very long. and It's not going to take a ton of time. I've shared this before in other podcast episodes that when it would come to tax season, I would always procrastinate on it years ago because I would think, oh my gosh, this is going to be like a four hour thing. But then once I changed my brain, I, or I didn't change my brain, I just changed the thought of, okay, let me just dive in for at least an hour. I realized that it actually wasn't going to take four hours. So it's the thoughts behind the energy fuel and intent that either inspires us or doesn't inspire us. Okay. And again, I often find that when I'm dreading something, one of the reasons is because I think it's going to take me much longer to accomplish and do than it actually will. So you can put a timestamp on that. And to get started, the way that you can look at this is imagine you have a hundred units of energy per day. And I know, I do believe that we can pull and draw upon infinite energy and a reservoir. But for this context and this exercise to get started, imagine you have a hundred units of energy every day. And start being aware of where your energy goes. Does it go into frustration? Does it go into a spiraling out of like, how am I going to get this done? Does it go to people who want to pick your brain and people who maybe are negative, whether it's friends or family or coworkers or whatever that is, being aware of all these things that could potentially zap your energy throughout the day and then asking yourself, how can I eliminate some of these things that zap my energy that I also don't need to do? And how can I change the way that I think about some of the things that I think so that I can tap into that infinite energy and build upon and pull and draw upon as much energy as I need to. And it's not about a time thing. It's about an energy thing. This is why it's so important to do work and build a business you love and believe in. One that has a strong why, because during the moments and the journey of building a business, you will find yourself in states of challenging times and frustrating times, but it's leaning on the energy that motivates and inspires. And it is cultivated by knowing our why and what we do and the outcomes and the purpose behind it so that we can continue moving forward and taking that next step. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode and until next time, keep doing it your way. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to she did it her way podcast.com where you can access the entire vault of she did it her way podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review, letting me know what you love about the she did it her way podcast until next time. Keep doing it your way.